Hi, this is Jonathan Hickman. I'm the current writer for Secret Warriors and Fantastic Four at Marvel and the upcoming S.H.I.E.L.D. Thanks for joining us. This is uh, Funny Books with Aaron and Pauly. on Twitter. Well, the reason I'm asking is because maybe you can tell us what the Marvel's first integrated Marvel Universe licensed property is that you're working on. <laughs> that, was that, was that was a joke. That was a joke. I, oh. uh, I, I saw uh, Mike Leach, you know, was, was, got fired from Texas Tech and, you know, the guy's hilarious. And uh, I, I announced that I was going to be doing Mike Leach, director of S.H.I.E.L.D., <laughs> nice. Of course, I totally there's, missed there's, the follow yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's all these, there's all these hilarious clips of him on YouTube, giving dating advice and doing the weather and stuff like that. And I just, I just thought it would be that guy would be a great comic book character, man. <laughs> all right, Aaron. There went our exclusive announcement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's not, it's not Rom. Or the Micronauts or anything like that. So. Yeah, we were hoping for Rise of the Imperfects 2 or something like that. <laughs> I would, I, if I could do anything, I would want to do uh, like uh, guys from Buckaroo Banzai in the Marvel Universe. That would be, that would be awesome. <laughs> have you read that uh, Buckaroo Banzai comic that's out right now? I haven't. I haven't. I'm, I've mentioned a couple times in, in different places that I, I love that movie and I think it would be an awesome comic. And then uh, apparently, yeah, there's a there's a comic out, and yeah. uh, no, I've never I've never seen. It. I don't have a I don't have a very good comic book shop near me. Yeah, that that I go to every week. It's it's smaller, and so it pretty much has to stick to um, you know bigger titles. Mainstream. They would never carry, yeah, yeah, they would never carry anything like that. So yeah. I'm sure I'll I'm sure I'll find it. You know, I'll I'll find it somewhere and pick it up at some point in time. Better be damn good. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I've I, you know I've actually not taken a look at it. I, I I see it on the shelf every now and again. Haven't haven't opened it up. But just like yourself, I love that movie. I, I love Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, it's pretty funny stuff. You know, for years there, we thought we were getting a sequel. Oh, somebody will make one. Are you kidding me? Nobody has any real new ideas in Hollywood anymore. Those guys are fucking bankrupt. The problem is it'll be a Michael Bay movie, and it'll just all be a bunch of blowing up, which I'm a fan of blowing stuff up, but you know, Buckaroo Banzai was more than that. Oh, I don't know, man. This is a tell who they attach to these things. I saw where What's-His-Face is doing the Dune remake. I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, yeah. Is it the, Taken. Yeah, the Taken guy? Yeah, I, man. I don't I don't. I don't know. I'm a big Frank Herbert fan, man. That that thing's like the Bible for me. I love it. The, the, the six Dune books are just. I read them once a year. And oh, same here. Same here. I, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm probably too close to it, so I'm scared it's going to suck. Yeah. I have read uh, the first novel so many times. I mean, it's generally like an annual pilgrimage for me. Yeah, I think I've read. I think at this point I've read God Emperor of Dune more than any of the other ones. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a surprising choice, but yeah. I, I don't know why that, that, that one that one just kind of appeals to me. Now, have you read the uh, sequel books? I, I tried. I say I tried. I read a bunch of them, and I found a couple of them to be decent, and some of them 
one of them, I can't remember which one, was pretty good. But at this point, it's, um, you know, they're, they're just kind of, it, it, at this point, it's it's really, really watered down stuff. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. So, you know, it just gets a little sad. I mean, God bless those guys. I'm glad they're doing it and making money. I mean, I, I, apparently they're doing really well because they keep making them. But, yeah. Uh, well, keep writing them. But, um, you know, and I, it's awesome that the guy's getting to hang out with his dad every day and channel his pops now that yeah. he's not here no more and, you know, write some more. But as far as my entertainment, uh, I think I've checked out. Yeah. I checked out. Did you, you guys read uh, fantasy stuff much? Uh, a little bit. Not that's not Did my. You guys, uh, Robert Jordan. You guys, Robert Jordan. You know he died, and they yeah. had yeah. another guy come in and write the the last book. And it's the the real books. Yeah, it's amazing. That guy did a fantastic. Oh, really? Job. No, I've yeah. not read any of those. I, I I I'm familiar with the work, and I'm familiar with they brought in somebody to to polish off the the what is it? It's a final three books, isn't it? Well, which, yeah, it's just supposed to be the final one. And then the guy started writing, and it turned into three. And you know, you hear that, and you're like, "Shit!" You know, it's <laughs> you know, you just you, you hear that, and you're like, "Not only am I never going to get to read these, but but you know that they're just diluting it like crazy." But no, this this was this felt like uh, you know, book four, book five, early on. I mean, his the high the high point. I mean, it was it was really really good. I yeah. threw the book across the room one time. I was so into it. <laughs> I personally think it's great that we can have Jonathan Hickman on and talk about other people's books. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Jonathan, for your time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I, Jonathan, I have to say I'm a big fan of what you're doing over there on Fantastic Four. I have been a, uh, a Fantastic Four reader since I was a kid. It was one of my first Marvel titles. And, you know, stuck with it for years and years and, you know, left the title some time ago just because I wasn't real happy with with the direction. And I have to say, I, I really have enjoyed the, the books you've written. I love uh, uh, that first three issue arc you did that was kind of focused around Reed Richards and uh, just kind of like the direction it's going. It's it, it, you know, it seems uh, it seems fun. And I like that uh, you've kind of addressed that whole Reed Richards uh uh, being checked out from his family storyline, I, I just really digging it, man. Thank you. I'm, I'm, you know, it, it feels it feels pretty good. I mean, it's probably the most personal thing I've written. I mean, I, I really don't do a lot of that. Certainly, nothing I have written up to this point is, uh, you know, conveyed how I feel about things as much as this book. I mean, you know, I, you know, I've, I've written some pretty, pretty loud stuff, uh, mm-hmm. like Nightly News and Pax Romana and all that are, are certainly. Very, very loud and opinionated, it, but you know a lot of people mistake that as as you know I, me, my opinions actually aligning up with those books, and and they don't at all. <laughs> so you know it's a really weird thing because certainly I'm sure if people have read all of my stuff, they would think that that my ideology would 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 line up a certain way, but it really kind of, kind of is, that's is, is the thing that, that really kind of distills me down into a comic book, I guess, more than anything else. It's mm-hmm. been a really rewarding, really cool kind of experience. And, and the other thing is I'm working pretty far ahead in my, in my mind and I know where we're headed with everything. And, you know, it's, then it's of course with everything, it's about the journey as much as the individual kind of, kind of, you know, in game 
uh, of the plot. But yeah, yeah, SS is it feels authentic. I hope it reads that way. Yeah, yeah, the it feels like a Fantastic Four book, and for the longest time, for me. Um, it hasn't felt that way. I, you know, one of the things that for me, an element of the Fantastic Four is kind of a sense of wonder. You know, that you know, beyond you know the characters themselves, kind of looking around, going, "Hey, this stuff's pretty cool." There's a, there's that whole element of of being a kid again and opening that up and going, "Man, you know, if I could just hang out at the Baxter Building for a little while, wouldn't that be cool?" Uh, th- there really is that sense of wonder, and that's the thing that really hooked me into uh, your, your your first story arc there. That whole uh, um, Council of Reed Richards, you know, those alternate universe Reed Richards. I, I just, I really dug that. And it just reminded me of being a kid again and, and opening up the, the pages of the Fantastic Four and them romping off into the negative zone or something. And it just was really very cool. Yeah, I, I think you have to be careful with, with nostalgia and trying to sign up feelings like that because you can get pretty hooky pretty quickly. Uh huh. Um, but I think there's something certainly to the idea that we, we really don't feel as hopeful as a society anymore as we used to. And mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I, yes, I agree with that. I mean, it's definitely what we're going for, this, this idea that, you know, tomorrow can be, can, can be a, a wonderful kind of thought experiment. You know, the fact that here we are at the end of human history and we've gotten more shit and we eat more and we live longer and yet our opinion of man and the future of man has probably never been more negative. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't subscribe to that being the reality of our situation. I think, I think we can do more and achieve more. And, you know, that, that's kind of what the book's about. Yeah. Well, it certainly comes across now, you know, uh, and certainly, you know, your, your, your comments about our perspective of mankind. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, the Marvel universe has been awfully dark lately. Secret Invasion, Civil War, Dark Reign, and coming into Siege. And, you know, it's it's real unique to, you know, have the Fantastic Four book that's, you know, rather hopeful and bright. Well, the power of the Mar- Marvel Universe is that it is our society. I mean, it's New York, it's yeah. Baltimore, you know, it's, it's Washington, D.C. for real. You know, um, that, 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 is, that is the authenticity of, of you know, and the Jack and Stan, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, that, that, that's, that's a real component of everything we do at Marvel. Uh, so I don't, I don't think that, you know, Dark Reign and all of that kind of stuff, Civil War and whatnot was, was, um, was a bad idea or incorrect mm-hmm. or anything like that. I, I think it's, I think it's there and I, I think it was kind of timely and all that. And, you know, we certainly feel like, we, we certainly feel like at, at Marvel that, you know, we're getting ready to head into a creative place that's, um, better. You know, and happier and, and, and more hopeful. I think I'm getting there first, but I think a lot of people are going to get on board there. Yeah, so, I think it's, I think it's, a, I think it's, yeah, I mean, I think you're just going to see more of that. When, when hopefully, you, cult- hopefully culturally as well. When, when you, uh, came on to the title, did you feel, I don't know what the, what the, what the appropriate word is, did, did you feel an obligation or did you feel compelled to immediately address why in the world Sue Storm stays with this man? Um, yeah, I yeah that was more personal. That, that was more personal stuff with me because me and my wife were having a hard time, and she had left me, and she'd come back, and I'm just kidding. I made all that up. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow, for a minute there, I was gonna feel like a real jerk. <laughs> no, um, no, I look. I, I think a lot of that stems from the fact that uh, 
Mark Miller in Civil War, and he he provided a framework. And, you know, this is a little shitty of me, so forgive me, fellow writers, for saying this, but um, he provided a framework for two sides of, a, of an argument, uh, the argument of the individual and the argument of the state. And very few writers made the argument of the state um, and justice and the appropriateness of law and order. And a lot of that was because a lot of the writers... Um, uh, you know, we were in the middle of the Bush presidency and we were blowing up other countries and stuff like that. And so, you know, people naturally have a have a blowback to that. And nobody really wrote that. And so the de facto position was that Reed and Tony and all those guys were dead wrong. And I think that with a little bit better writing during the period by some of um, Marvel's other writers, I think that the, uh, the the general idea of, of, you know, the public that was reading the comics wouldn't be as hardcore anti-Iron Man and read as it became and as it is and was and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I thought that, that because of that and because it hadn't been addressed very well at all in any other books and... Um, uh, various and, so, and you know Brian wrote Illuminati, which kind of made it even more mischievous by Reed, and um, you know made his actions a little bit more mischievous, and that was a huge book as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like we had to push back against some of that and say, um, you know, and, and ideologically deconstruct the character, and um, you know, re- kind of stress what, uh, what what was really important to the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was part of my pitch that we had to do that. So, well, I thought it worked brilliantly. I, I you know, you convinced me. Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, how long are you sticking on the FF? Is there like a, a, a finite number of issues? Are you on it until you move on to something else? I have no. Well, I mean, uh, that stuff's always in flux. I mean, I could get fired tomorrow. I don't think <laughs> I am, but I could. Um, but I have planned out to issue six hundred. So we're on 570, I guess 575 is on next. So, you know, what, 25 more issues yeah. that I have planned out. Uh, and that's a pretty, pretty, pretty detailed plan that, that I've got. I, I've written up to 579 right now. Um, so I'm, I'm already done with the next arc. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do after that. I mean, again, I could get fired before then and, you know, no telling what sales are going to do or, you know, I don't, I don't know. I could get in a car wreck or something. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> right now I'm, I'm planned to, I'm, I'm planned to 600 and I'll probably reassess where I'm at, you know, a year before then. Cause I have to renegotiate my contract then too. And I'm sure that's all going to be part that bullshit's going to be part of it. And, um, you know, I've got secret warriors, planned out until issue 28 or 29 or 30 or something like that. And then that's going to end, um, and end well. I'm very happy with that book as well. Well, you know, I'm happy to hear that. Um, I was going to ask about secret warriors here in a minute. I was wondering if it was going to end after siege or how long it was going to go. So yeah, 28, 29, 30 issues. That's good. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, 
pretty solid. I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm very happy. With, I'm on issue 17 right now with that, so we're over halfway through. Yeah, 17, 18, 19 is a different arc too, and then and then we kind of start wrapping everything up. So that that, that should be pretty interesting. But anyway, as far as that, I don't. I have I kind of tell stories that have an end, and I've never really worked on the serialized book for a really really long period of time. And Fantastic Four is a book that you know isn't going to get canceled. I mean, Marvel's just not going to cancel it. Right. Um, they would fire me and <laughs> bring somebody else on. <laughs> they wouldn't cancel it. Uh, it's Fantastic Four. I mean, it's, we're getting ready to have 600 issues, right? It's the longest-running Marvel book, I think. So not, to answer your question, that took a long time to get to the end of it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm, I've never, again, written serialized stuff, and so I write with an end, and uh, if I feel like... I should keep going, and if they want me to keep going, then yeah, I'll probably do that. But yeah, I've got other stuff coming up too. So yeah, well, and you know they they released the image this week. You know what's uh, what's in store for the FF in 2010, and um, you know I, the you know the the main four are front and center. So you're obviously not going to kill them off and replace them with like Ghost Rider and Spider Man and Hulk and Wolverine. Um, yeah, I'm going to break heart, but She-Hulk's not going to take anybody's place anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about what's coming up, though, um, you know, in the, the next arc, as much as you can reveal, you know, without giving away too much? Yeah, sure, I can talk about it. Uh, 575 is the Abandoned City of the High Evolutionary, is the title of it, and uh, that's a Mole Man issue. 576 is the... It's called The Old Kings of Atlantis. That takes place in Antarctica. And 577 takes place on the blue area of the moon. and has to do with the Inhumans. And uh, 578 is... Um, it's got a big old picture of a Nihilus on the cover. So, you know, we may be doing something there. Um, and that pretty much takes care of, like, the pictures of everything that you're seeing in that promo piece that Dale did. Um... There's some other stuff coming up as well. Uh, we go back to New New World uh, again. I know everybody thinks that I killed all those characters and just shit all over Mark Miller's little thing there, but <laughs> I, 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 I didn't. Uh, we're going to come back to that a lot. It's, it's actually very important, and um, we've got very cool stuff planned for that. Just, you know, I just kind of spun it in a different direction because... Otherwise, it's just a bunch of heroes on another fucking Earth, and what's the point of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who needs that? Yeah. Well, I like the uh, Crab Louie-looking guy up there in the, the left-hand corner. Yeah, like I've got a crab hand. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to get a date with that. Yeah, a little bit. Well, and I, I, I would think it'd be hard to take care of business if you know what I mean. Uh, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you mean. You should explain that. <laughs> can you can you speak uh, about the image itself? Like, for instance, the uh, uh, Paul and I were talking about it last night. And I'm guessing that the person hovering over Franklin's shoulder is an older Franklin Richards or a Franklin Richards from the future. Is that is? Yeah, that's that's the uh, Franklin. That's future Franklin from the issue that just came out. Okay. Is what Dale meant for that to be. Okay. Um, hold on, let me see. I'll, I'll pull this image up so I won't be talking. No, no, reveal as much as you want. <laughs> With... <laughs> Let's see. That dude's got a big old claw. Um, 
yeah, yeah, that's future Franklin. Yeah. And then you can see uh, Val's writing on the walls like her dad. That, mm-hmm. that can't be good. No, no. Because the, the, the math never did anybody any good whatsoever. It's true. And then there's a there's a there's some guys with inhuman tuning forks on their head. I don't know. That can't be good either. No. A lot of not a good stuff. And the glowy jellyfish thing, that can't be good. I guess, man. I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> anyway, you know, it's typical Dale, Eagle Sham, knocking it out of the park, doing the work of his life. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's like he's not even the same guy that was at DC. I don't yeah. know what they put in the water at Marvel, but it's definitely some type of human growth hormone or <laughs> steroid or something. He's jacked up, man. He's he's drawing very very well. Yeah, it's well, good stuff. Yeah, and I mean you've got um, and hopefully I don't butcher his name, uh, Stefano Caselli, on Secret Warriors, and that yeah, just kicks would, ass too. Yeah, yeah, it's Stefano. He's very sensitive about that. Um, but yeah, he's uh badass. I mean, he's um he he gets so much better with each issue. I don't know what he's going to be on after Secret Warriors is done, but I am sure it's going to be a bigger book. Um, I don't know what his contract situation is either. I don't know when he has to renegotiate, but I'm guessing he's going to be okay. So, <laughs> yeah, Stefano, Stefano is definitely from. If you look at Secret Warriors issue number one, and you look at the current issue that he just did, the how much better he's gotten in a year is unreal. Yeah. So, well, I mean, not only that, so. but his stuff on uh, Avengers: The Initiative, you know, that he did before Secret Warriors. You know, it's it, it, he really has, and it's funny because I actually knew his stuff back from Hack Slash at Devil's Do. Hack Slash, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Seeley. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. No, I mean, he's he's got some serious game. You know, I, the the deal is, is if you're if you got some talent, that's that's nice. Uh, everybody's got talent at this level how hard you want to work and how much better you want to get and um stefano's hungry i mean he's definitely that no doubt about it so very cool guy too very cool guy good guy to get a beer with well i'm glad to hear that because i'm I'm a big fan of his and And a fan of beer and a fan of beer yeah Yeah. you know you uh you said you're on secret warriors like 17 you know in writing it and i think issue 11 just came out uh, a couple weeks ago you know, when the story first started, it really was kind of a product of what was coming out of, like, Secret Invasion, um, coming into Dark Reign. But, you know, obviously it's kind of – even though there are a lot of um, aspects of Dark Reign, like Ares being in the book and Norman Osborn earlier in the book, it, it's kind of built up its own – almost like its own universe with what's going on in S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and HYDRA and, you know, all the different uh, – organizations and, and you know the way they're connected uh, mm-hmm. uh, so you, you're really kind of building this universe and so it, it so really kind of you're in the 30 issue arc that you have planned it, it's kind of you're, you're kind of building something and going to wrap it all up really in 30 issues yeah yeah for the most part i mean it, there are certain things you don't want to do when you work for marvel you don't want to kill every character in the book Right, because they don't—they don't like that. They like making money off characters. <laughs> you don't want to do that. You—you uh, you don't want to make things. You don't want to leave things less interesting. So you—you you, you don't want to do that. Um, if you change the compare the paradigm completely, you at least want to leave it in a place where other people could write it and write it very well. And um, 
you know, the stuff's just more usable. And so when I end the book, uh, a lot of stuff happens. Uh, but in my opinion, everything that I, I leave, um, uh, you know, I leave it for other people to use, and I leave it in a place where they're all infinitely more interesting, whoever's left. And and if I do my job correctly, I've also added some pieces to the Marvel Universe puzzle that other people will want to use. And, um, you know, down there they go, you know what, that was really cool when Jonathan Hickman came up with that in Secret Warriors, and now it's, you know, now we've got 12 Deadpool books or something. I don't know. <laughs> something like that. So. Well, it's also the only place you can get your fix of uh, old school Nick Fury instead of uh, Ultimate Nick Fury, who's all over the place. <laughs> yes, I guess. I don't know. Everybody, everybody's all hot for uh, for Ultimate Nick Fury. I guess. What are they going to do with Sam Jackson sucks in that new movie? They're going to be pretty bombed, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to be like, you know who we wish we had? We wish we had David Hasselhoff. Exactly. So, Gotta have the Hoff. Uh, I actually saw that movie again recently too. <laughs> oh, Paul. Well, it's not as hideous. I, you know, I, it's a terrible movie, but uh, I do appreciate the way that they actually tried to stick all the mythology in there. You had the Strucker twins. You know, you had Fenris in there, and you had Strucker himself, and then you had um, they had uh, Clay Quartermain in there, and they had done. I mean, it was kind of cool how they kept trying to stick everybody in. I think they had Alexander Pierce in there, too. Yeah, and you had the uh, helicarrier, you know? I mean, yeah. that alone. I thought it, I, it was terrible, but I thought <laughs> that they tried really hard to be terrible, you know? And there's something to reset for that. And I'll tell you what else. Uh, before, like, MILFs were, like, really, 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 like, in, that Lisa Arena chick or whoever, whatever her name is, she yeah. was easily one of uh, Hollywood's first hot mamas. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And she can't act. I mean, she's terrible, but, you know, <laughs> as far as sexy mama, uh, just a tad bit of plastic surgery before they go crazy. Yeah, she was, she was it. She was it. <laughs> and you know what's funny is that came out, like, right when uh, I think The Dark Knight was out in theaters. And on the cover. Wait, big, it's not so. Yeah, no, it's like big no. letters from David Goyer, the writer of The Dark Knight. It's like, oh. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he's a uh, he's not. Sorry. I think that's when they put that it on out, DVD. Wait a minute, that that thing came out that recently. I thought that thing was out like in the '90s or something. It was. It was. I think it's when they released it on DVD. Yeah, they finally released it on DVD. Oh. Like you know when okay. Dark Knight came out. <laughs> I was getting ready to say. I was like, I take it all back. Then she looked terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I meant everything else except about the girl. <laughs> you've got the, these two big titles right now. You've got Secret Warriors. You've got Fantastic Four. You know what else is coming up for you? I got Shield coming out. Yeah, um, Shield. Um, now, is that going to tie into some of the stuff that's been revealed in Secret Warriors, or is that kind of its own thing? Uh, you don't need to. Yeah, you don't. You don't need to read anything else. You don't need to read anything else to get to, to read Shield or Secret Warriors or Fantastic Four. But if you do read everything that I do, which I, you know, I, I encourage my mom to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There's little cool, cool little bits in there for you. You know, if, if if you if you dig that kind of stuff, but now this is a completely separate thing. It's got um, it's like all the superstars of science throughout history: Tesla and Da Vinci, and not Tesla, Da Vinci and Michelangelo and Newton and those dudes in the Marvel universe. So, so when does that kick off? I know that's later on this year. Yeah, that's like in April, I think. Okay. So. Yeah, I haven't seen them in the solicits yet, so I guess it's, you know, sometime after March. 
Yeah, yeah. It should be in next month. So because they they just put copy together for it, and the art's amazing. The art is really, really. Dustin Weaver is the, the artist's name, and he's he's something else. He's pretty pretty amazing. So, um, but yeah, this this should be a, a really cool book. I um, I'm very excited for it. I think it's the best thing I've written. So. Well, I mean, I'm definitely excited about it, and you know, I'm I'm excited about it as someone who reads uh, Secret Warriors and some of the things that have been revealed about Shield there too, um, because you know, obviously, first issue of, uh, and I'm going to ruin it for Aaron because Aaron doesn't read Secret Warriors, and now he's going to have to, um, <laughs> because at the end of issue one, obviously, it's been revealed, and I, I, there's more story to come um, that Shield has been a subsidiary of uh, Hydra all this time. And, well, that's what he says, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so, I mean, did you have any backlash with trying to introduce? I mean, that's kind of like a big deal. You know, that kind of changes, uh, you know, that, that's a big twist in the history of Nick Fury. Um, yeah, I mean, sure, some people think that I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, I do, <laughs> I promise. Um, but no, I mean, if I was doing a really, really bad job of telling the story, I could see how people would be freaking out, like really freaking out. But I'm I'm doing a pretty good job of letting them know that they're in good hands and they should just enjoy the ride. Um, you know, people people kind of know when there's a a decent driver at the wheel and or when there's somebody that's just going to wreck. And um, yeah, there was a little bit of backlash, but then everybody kind of saw that that you know I was telling a pretty cohesive story and that I had a pretty pretty good plan and that I keep seeding little little things in the book that clearly. Uh, point to a deeper mythology there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it, it'll be fine. I answer all those questions at the end. That there's not a lot left uncovered. You know, all of that stuff comes to to light in the last couple of arcs of Secret Warriors. But Shield, you know, only maybe five or ten percent of the book has to do with Shield acronym in in the in the Shield book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really about a whole lot more than that. Um, Shield is is probably the thing um, most like my indie work at Marvel. It's like the perfect. I, I keep saying this, but it's kind of like the perfect synthesis of my indie work and my and my Marvel work. It's the kind of stuff I want to do more of going forward. So I hope I hope people like it and I hope they respond and you know I hope um, I don't know like Shawshank. I hope right. <laughs> well, you know. Um because I read uh, Pax Romana, and you know that kind of had a really intricate universe, also. And you know, if you if you read, you know, for anyone who's read Secret Warriors, every once in a while, um, like in the Dark Reign, uh, Secret Warriors, and you know, in a couple of issues, you've got this like huge section at the back where you're building up this universe. You've got maps. You've got like ton of reading material where you've, you've established this universe. I mean, that's all you write. I mean, that's, that's a lot of, I mean, do you kind of, ha, what is your thought process as you kind of try to build that universe? It's so intricate. It, you know, it's not something we often see in comics. Uh, I don't know how else to answer that, but so that's just kind of how it work. It's not, it's not anything I put a lot of, uh, if this was a cooking class, I, I really couldn't tell you how I cook except to say that it, it I, I know it when I taste it, whether it's done, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, as far as all that stuff that I come up with, and you kind of asked about it earlier when you were talking about Secret Warriors, about universe building and all that, and the Fantastic Four is the same way. I mean, as I get more into that, people are going to be, uh, it's going to be obvious that I'm building so much more than just Namor showing up, 
right? I mean, it's just it's just more than that. That's just kind of what I like to do. I mean, I like to I like to give a real rich and full experience. I don't I don't like writing a story where a you know it's dependent on fifty years of continuity and you just know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like um, like when the Shi'ar show up in X Men, that you just know that it's the Shi'ar, and you know you know that that you know trial of Jean Grey and Charles and the Empress getting it on, and you know you just know that stuff. Uh, I don't like to be dependent on that entirely. You know, I think that if you, in my opinion, if you're doing it right, whenever you introduce them, you're kind of putting a new spin on it, or you're putting. Or, pe- or people are looking at it differently through your eyes, and or B, you just ignore all of that shit and you just do whatever the hell you want to. I don't think either one of those are the appropriate ways to, you know, tell a story. Kind of in this modern era of much better writers in comics. So um, that's just kind of how I do it. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I could I could bomb out here. People could say that's wrong, Jonathan. We don't want to read your books anymore. <laughs> so we'll see, but that's just you know, kind of my opinion of how it should be. So You used to do some design work, right, for Virgin Comics. I'm looking at your Wikipedia. Um, oh, those guys don't know a goddamn thing. They don't lie. Um, it's Wikipedia. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I'm designing the Fantastic Four trade right now as we speak. Um, I, I owe the trade to, to the... To the trade department at Marvel. Um, you know, I designed the Secret Warriors trade. I, I designed all the back matter for all those, you know, those issues that you were talking about. I designed, you know, all of my trades from my indie books, like Red Mass and, uh, well, like for Red Mass, I designed all that stuff, and then Ryan Bodenheim drew it, but then I colored it and lettered it, and um, you know, kind of laid everything out. And Transhuman, I designed those, and and you know, Jam Renewed did. did Renya did all of that stuff, uh, but I lettered it and then added a little bit of designy stuff in there. But then Pax Romana and Nightly News, I did everything. Um, I did all the art. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm. I never thought I'd be a writer. I always thought I would be an artist or a designer or something. I only started writing just so I could have stuff to draw. I, I was tired of not being in comics. I really wanted to, to you know, to break in and. I didn't really have great scripts to work from, and I didn't really, um, you know, I, I just there were no opportunities that you don't really make for yourself to get into comics, and nobody was telling the kind of stuff that I wanted to draw, and you know, projects I want to work on. So I just, I just did it myself, and mm-hmm. you know, things kind of ballooned from there pretty quickly. So d- did you uh, go to like art school, or you self-taught? What's your background? I have an architecture degree. Oh, an architecture uh, degree. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm 38. No, I'm not. I'm 37. I will soon be 38. <laughs> um, but you know, when I was in school, it was pre it was pre desktop publishing. I mean, when I graduated high school, I mean that's hard to believe, but that, that stuff just didn't exist. And so they kind of pushed all the art students into architecture, um, mm-hmm. you know, because it was it wasn't engineering. I mean, I was good at math. I tested pretty good at on the math section of the SAT. Right. But, um, uh, you know, they, they pushed all of us toward architecture school, but, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to do that. And so by the time I was a, getting ready to graduate in college, I just knew that I wasn't going to do that. And so I got into design work. And by then, you know, you, we saw, um, you know, 
what would be first and second generation, you know, Photoshop 2 had mm-hmm. just come out, Digital Darkroom, like, <laughs> 1.0 <laughs> with that, and then Adobe bought it. Uh, Painter 1 was out. I mean, it just, just, just raw, raw programs. Uh, and then, you know, by the, by the time I was out of college two years, um, you know, it was just, just hitting and the web wasn't even really here yet, but CD-ROM development was starting and I got into that and in the web and then advertising and then, uh, you know, I was 34, 35 and I made some money and was married and fucking hated my job and wanted to do something <laughs> that I loved. And so, so I, I, you know, I just decided to do comics one day. Screw it. I'm going to do comics. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah pretty, much. <laughs> pretty much. You know, these things are always kind of, um, I, I don't know, it's my opinion, most things in life are uh, all force of will things, just how badly you want to do it. My uh, father was an architect, and when I was a boy, you know, uh, we had company over, and one of my dad's friends said, well, Aaron, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, well, I want to be an architect. And, you know, my father kind of puffed up with pride and whatnot, and his friend asked me, he says, well, why do you want to be an architect? I said, well, because Mike Brady's an architect, you know, from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> My father was not quite so proud after that. <laughs> did, uh, did Mike Brady have a mustache? I think towards the end of the show. I think he did. Yeah. That's what would have inspired me. I was a, I wanted the to be a private detective for, yeah, I wanted to be a private investigator for a while there and drive a Ferrari, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out either. Well, who doesn't want to be a private investigator and drive a Ferrari? <laughs> It could still I mean, happen. I mean, yeah. Now, before we let you go, though, we did have a couple of listener questions. Not a ton. Just, okay, shoot. We're not live or anything, so it's not like they're asking it as we're talking. Too late now. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know we were live, did you? <laughs> yes, have an audience of like like uh, cheese cheese doodles. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's right. Well, you know, I've got my I, I've got my uh, super patriot action figure up here. He's our our studio audience. <laughs> yeah, just just to be clear, cheese doodles isn't actually a trademark name, so we're okay going with that. Yeah. <laughs> if it is, we'll just edit cheese it out. Thoughts, you gotta stay away. Yeah, cheesy poops. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. Go ahead. First question is well, uh, two questions from Sardell. Actually, we already talked about that. Well, no, we'll go. We'll go. We'll ask anyway. All right. What's your favorite uh, Fantastic Four story of all time? Trial of Galactus. Good. That's a yeah, good one. The probably, John Byrne story. Yeah, I, yeah, probably Trial of Galactus. So I'd, I'd like that. And his second question is: If Reed, Sue, Johnny, and Ben were all killed, and Marvel insisted on keeping the book alive, who would you choose as the new Fantastic Four? Uh, Frank and Val, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, I would say Frank and Val and Herbie. And, I knew you were going uh, for Herbie. <laughs> and one of the one of the Power Pack kids, probably. Either one of the Power Pack kids are either. Um, uh, I don't. I'm going to say the other because that'll ruin where I'm going with the story. <laughs> one of the Power Pack kids. Uh, see, but it wouldn't sell. There's no Wolverine and there's no Deadpool in that book. Maybe Deadpool. That's all right. <laughs> Final question uh, is from Jonathan. The uh, arc that you just wrapped up. I'm sorry? I wrote this one myself because I want to sound smart. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) It was about um, the the arc you just wrapped up in uh, Secret Warriors. Um, I think it was God of War, God of Fear. Why is that arc? (laughs) And uh, he's asking about, you know, how you see a much softer side of Ares in Secret Warriors. 
which is kind of funny because you know there was three issues of Ares ass kicking before we got to the softer side of Ares. Um, and he wanted to know, you know, was that your decision to see that kind of softer side of Ares? That, that that's his question. <laughs> I don't want to fill in the blanks. And ask uh, wrong. <laughs> this is, no, no, no. This is actually a very good question. Great question, Jonathan. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, about me writing it. No, it was a good question. Uh, I think the God of Fear, God of War arc is a perfect example of a story that a new guy at Marvel writes that in hindsight he would never write again. Um, I think that that thing started off with a crossover with Thunderbolts and then it tied into Dark Avengers and and the Ares miniseries, and I kind of wrapped up all the loose ends for that, and I did a flash, the last issue is kind of a flashback issue that takes you to kind of a five-page character shift thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that that's a, the, it's easily going to be, in, in hindsight, it'll be the weakest arc of Secret Warriors, and um, the reason why is because, uh, uh, you know, if, how's the best way to say this if there are big events going on in the Marvel Universe or at the company that you're working at um, and you're trying to tie into them kind of uh, from a tertiary kind of position not even a secondary one but I mean really you're a pretty big outlier as far as you know what your relationship is it's really really difficult to do that convincingly uh, add to that that you're trying to cross over and make work with, uh, make your book work with other books. Uh, it's just, it's a very, very difficult thing to do. And what happens is a lot of inconsistencies between those books. I think that, um, as far as your question about Aries, uh, it's a story about a father and a son. I disagree that he's out of character. And I think if you read the original Aries miniseries, even though Aries is a total bastard, you, you know that he loves his kid. That's the point of the whole book, you know, is is everything that he did for his son. I mean, almost it, from from when Ares came back on the scene, when uh, Mike Oming wrote that, that Ares miniseries to, you know, where he's at currently, almost every, his entire motivation is almost e- always either, um, you know, some kind of honor system that was... He's only privy to code of, of behavior, or either it's totally related to his relationship with his son. So, no, I don't. I don't think it's out of character. I just think it doesn't quite jive with everything else that's kind of going on, and you know, it's kind of a product of, of how the story was constructed. Oh. It's a good lesson for me. I learned a lot. What not to do, kind of deal. Well, that was a good answer. You would have thought you would have written the question. <laughs> there you go. I would. I would have asked. Jonathan, why are you the best lover on the planet? I don't know. It's just completely natural ability. You can't, you can't coach that. <laughs> it's nature, not nurture. I don't, I don't, can't explain it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Your uh, website is is pronia.com? Uh, yeah, sure. If you want to go there, I don't care. I'm, it doesn't look like it's been updated in uh, nine months. Totally don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So go there if you want to. There what could is, be new stuff there. You could be completely ignored. <laughs> uh, what does uh, pronia mean? Uh, it means forethought, but I can't remember what language it's in. Ah. So that's kind of funny. But, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, pronia.com. Yeah, P-R-O-N-E-A. Go there for no updates. There you go. <laughs> They've got the, the internet cornered on no updates. <laughs> that's right. 
I don't think so, but yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, and there's Excellent. always Twitter. <laughs> yeah, now that I update a lot. Yeah, that's how I found out about that first question that uh, didn't go so well. The uh, the, the license <laughs> well, it property. Went, it went it went fine. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, something big yeah, must I, be happening. I, will, I think yeah, I think uh, I think my Twitter feed it makes up for my lack of updates. My Twitter feed's kind of funny. So. Well, Jonathan, thanks so much for coming on tonight. Yeah, yeah, sure, anytime. It was fun. Again, thanks so much. Uh, anytime you want to come back, you got some news you want to share, or just want to, you know. Uh, chat about uh, architects and private investigators we'd love to have you on all right cool thank you for having me guys thank you sir thank you podcast theme music graciously provided by mark andrew pope for more information visit markandrewpope.com funny books with aaron and polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com no spider-man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast